Welcome to the Fear and Greed Afternoon Report for Friday the 19th of May 2023. I'm Adam Lang. Every afternoon, we've got the five stories that happened today that you need to know about, so let's jump into it. Story number one, the S&P ASX 200 lifted this morning and rose through the day to close up 0.6% to 7,280 points, and that's up 0.3% for the week. Trading on the ASX started well after Wall Street rallied overnight on hopes of a resolution in the USA's debt ceiling negotiations. Japan is the third largest economy in the world, and the Nikkei 225 stock average is also trading at the highest level since 1990. Back home, information technology was the best performing sector, up 2% today and up 5% this week. Most sectors rose today, while utilities, minerals and industrials were all down. Among the banks, Commonwealth Bank was up 1.8% to $99.75, nearly at that $100 mark. National Australia Bank, Westpac and ANZ were also up over 1% and Macquarie Group was up 2% to $177. Among the big miners, Woodside was up a touch, while Fortescue Metals Group, Rio Tinto, Newcrest and Santos were all down. The retailers were mixed, with West Farmers down 0.1%, Woolworths Group up 0.5%, and Coles Group up 0.2%, Telstra was up 1%. Zero had another good day today after posting strong annual results yesterday and was up 5.4% to $108. In a good sign for real estate, Domain and REA were both up 2%. On to story number two. Qantas will return more aircraft to service and lift international capacity much faster than initially expected and hopes to be back at 100% of its pre-pandemic levels by March 2024. The airline will commence flying two Airbus A330s from Finland's Finnair. They will help add 1 million more seats to its international network from late October this year. This will include a big capacity jump to China, with Qantas restarting daily Sydney to Shanghai flights for the first time in three years from late October 2023. It will increase the number of flights from Sydney and Melbourne to Hong Kong from the same time. Story number three. Austal has secured a contract to design and build a surveillance ship for the US Navy that could be expanded to six more ships, potentially raising the total value of the contract to US $3.2 billion. That's a big deal. The Perth headquartered shipbuilder, which has been cooperating with a fraud investigation in the US, said the initial US $113.9 million fixed price contract is to build a vessel which would support submarines by providing acoustic surveillance. Now that's according to a report in the Financial Review. Most of the work on the ship will be done in Mobile, Alabama, with factories in several other US states also contributing to complete it by November 24, and that's according to the Defence Department. Austal Chief Executive Patty Gregg said the contract showed that the US government continued to trust the company. Austal's shares jumped 27% on the news, and Austal was one of the two bidders for the contract, which includes an option to build up to six more ships. If all those options are exercised, Austal will be building the ships until June 2034. Story number four, the federal court has fined AMP $24 million for charging thousands of dead clients for insurance and financial advice, even though the wealth giant knew those people had passed away. 
As part of the Hain Royal Commission, AMP admitted in 2018 it had collected more than $600,000 in fees from these clients as it had no policy or system in place to stop dead clients being charged. Mostly, they were in AMP superannuation accounts and were charged for life insurance despite not being alive. ASIC pursued the court case in 2021, and today the federal court fined AMP Life $18 million for its role in the misconduct, and AMP Financial Planning $6 million. AMP will also have to run ads outlining what it did on its website for three months and on its investor-only webpages for one year. The company has already remediated more than 10,000 customers' $5.3 million over its fees for no service, misconduct more broadly. And story number five, Netflix's share price surged overnight after it said its new ad-supported subscription plan had attracted 5 million monthly active users six months after its launch. The US $7 a month plan is less than half the price of its most popular offering and is aimed at finding growth in an industry where new streaming customers have been harder to come by. According to Bloomberg, that number may reduce fears that the ad-supported offering has started slowly. Netflix had 233 million paying members globally at the end of the first quarter. Now that's it for the afternoon report for Friday the 19th of May 2023. Michael Thompson, Sean Aylmer and I will be back tomorrow morning with the weekend edition of Fear and Greed. I'm Adam Lang. Enjoy your evening. <laughs>